Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hope everyone is starting a great Saturday off and uh, with your weekend. Now, just a reminder, if you miss our live show here on Saturdays from 1 to 2, you can catch us twice on Sundays. That's from 8 to 9 a.m. And once again in the evening from 7 to 8 p.m. So hopefully one of those three times you'll be able to catch our show. We've also got an app now for KLZ, and you can download that and listen to it right on your device. Uh, live uh, and we would love to have you join us there we're going to kick things off today with colorado parks and wildlife and our good friend dan prinslow director of cpw so dan good morning how are you good morning scott uh doing fantastic so, well that's you know, great another another fall too dry but uh, another fall nice day yes sir absolutely well, hey, we're going to touch on a few things, but, you know, I was kind of uh, thinking about when I first had you on, boy, you just had this thing just a few weeks, and by my calculations, you've been at about 18 months, so uh, just wondering what this last 18 months has been different for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, at least last six to nine months have been pretty different for all of us. Man, uh, no doubt. And uh, I can't, you know, I, I think in a lot of good ways, I'm pretty sure everybody wants to see the end of 2020. Sure. And, uh, and the uh, I don't think I'm exactly different. So um, first six months or so uh, were, were exciting. And uh, maybe I'd use the word uh, even fun for a director and getting around and talking to people and hearing their issues and, and uh, trying to work on policies and just trying to improve or implement things that uh, would be best for our, you know, parks and wildlife constituents. And that, that's a lot of fun. And then, uh, and then the world of COVID hit. Yeah. And so, which I'll talk about, um, you know, people are tired kind of talking about it, but at the end of the day we had, uh, you know, we made a, uh, an internal decision. We understood we had support all the way up to the governor that, uh, you know, people, keeping people outside for their mental and physical health was a good thing mm -hmm. and they needed alternatives. And then, you know, obviously can't go to a restaurant or, you know, go get the haircut or go to the bar or whatever they want to do. That was very difficult. And so we worked really, really hard at staying open and that's not just a platitude. I mean, we had Scott, if you saw some of the emails I saw that were threatening that I was going to, you know, um, be the demise to all the grandchildren in the world. I imagine. If I didn't close every park or if I didn't close every boat ramp or if I didn't close state wildlife areas and camping. And um, it was pretty, pretty um, kind of sickening on how uh, people would pressure that. And yep. and then occasionally people would uh, send me a note saying, if you close anything, I'm, I'm going to, you know, not be physically healthy because that's all I've got. <laughs> right. and so there was a lot of, right. there was a lot of a, pressure to do um one or the not. other right yeah. so yeah that's right and so that's okay we so we uh we kind of instituted a managed to yes philosophy while keeping our customers and our staff safe and so we're still under that we're trying to figure out a way to do it not a way not to do it and uh, a lot of uh, agencies and a lot of companies um you know they were good at no. Uh, we yeah. were trying to figure out a way to yes. So we're still in that mode. We're proud of that. We had about between 
you know, a 30 to 50 percent increase in use across whether it's parks or wildlife hunting, fishing, you know, or fishing licenses or 100,000, you know, plus up for the year. Some of that is a state wildlife area access thing I can talk about it, but most of that is COVID and people wanting to get outside. And so there, and there's mostly that's fantastic. We've obviously seen crowds around the state too that uh, sure. on trailheads and at fishing spots. And, and we understand that that's a, um, you know, an issue right now. And so we're going to start thinking about how to grow capacity and, you know, grow opportunity. But that's, that's a coming, like I said, never a dull moment when you're, you know, when you're in a dynamic situation. So that's kind of short and sweet of COVID. Like I said, managing the yes, we're going to stay open. Um, we obviously got, you know, we're in the mostly, you know, through half halfway or so through hunting season. And uh, other than the fires, which I'm glad we can talk about, um, sure. you know, COVID didn't really stop uh, a ton of people from hunting and fishing and uh, recreation on our parks. Absolutely. Dan Prinslow is our guest, once again, director here for Colorado Parks and Wildlife. And, uh, Dan, we appreciate your time this morning. So, you know, let's touch on the fires real quick. I mean, wow. Well, we had some massive, massive acreage that burn up, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, no no question about it. And, you know, we we always have some in a, in a drought year. I'm sure this was a significant drought year, but it's pretty rare when you have them this late in the you know in the summer and fall and no moisture to to dampen them down or or very little moisture to dampen them down that that was obviously the significant part of the troublesome fire i don't think they've ever seen fire behavior i've heard somewhere don't know if it's true exactly but it was burning like six thousand acres an hour yeah yeah and uh um, that just kind of unheard of you know uh, you know whatever it was a hundred thousand acres in a day um, just as unheard of, you know, you, you see the 20 or 30,000 acres a day when they make big runs, but nothing like that. And so obviously really dry. We, we did lose some animals. We've got, in fact, I'm going to give an update to the commission next week and looking forward to seeing some of the graphics of how, you know, like collared animals, elk or deer that we had moved out of the way, but not when you move that far and that fast, we, mm-hmm. we had some wildlife impact and, and, and maybe even I don't know about more important, but more significantly, we had a hunter impact. Um, you know, it was right at the beginning of, right in front of second season, and we had lots of discussion with our federal partners, with the Forest Service and BLM, about what needed to be closed and what could remain open. And obviously, wanted to be cognizant of human health and safety. And um, but we, you know, had to. We had to have some, you know, pretty in-depth discussion with our federal partners about, well, we're thinking that's a little too significant of a closure because you're going to impact people that, uh, you know, not necessarily with fire, and there's sure. a lot of fear about new fires. So, so we had lots of discussions. We were, we were, uh, you know, we had good, we had good relationship with our with our federal partners, and so not everything was exactly how to see it, and I'm pretty sure not exactly like they wanted it, and but we. Had to close some areas, and then that troublesome fire, you know, blew up and had to close some more. But then we opened some back, and so we impacted, um, I think, about thirty thousand people with licenses in that northeast, north central part of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, we we, uh, we feel terrible about that, but don't know really what else we could do, and we don't we don't control the land use either. And, so what we can do about that, though, and what we have done, Scott, is we've, we've been very um, 
uh, liberal in our return policy. Yep. And even, you know, I'll give you an example, even if people had some like over the counter licenses, but didn't know where else to go, you know, so legally they could have gone somewhere else, but, uh, you know, if they don't really know where they're going or where they're camping, we, we, we try to be pretty, uh, soft, mm-hmm. soft gloved on that and, and returning, we'd rather have our, you know, wonderful hunters and fishermen and, and recreation users in the long run, not, you know, not a, short run squabble and so but there you know we still have some issues and you know if people hunted we really can't give your license you know money back and so sure. yeah, we, we work through that but we've like i said we worked real hard and just, i just would really give a shout out to staff because they're they work real hard and we understand the frustration you know when you get halfway here and there you're going to hunt is closed right so right. uh my, my hat's off to you for you know the, the sportsmen and women that had to adjust, and and uh, and actually, I appreciate I didn't have one million calls on my phone call. That it was all my, you know, personal fault. So <laughs> I just tell you, we were working, you know, really hard to do the best we could in trying situations. No different back to that discussion with COVID. Yeah. But, uh, some things we can control, and some things we're not in charge of. Sure, absolutely. No, and I, and I heard a lot of good compliments on that. Of, you know, you guys being very flexible with tags, and uh, you know, I know that was much appreciated. And like I say, good night. It's not your goal to uh, keep people from hunting, you know, or keep them. From, nope. I mean, well, we want to get them out there. So, yeah, we want them out there. It's fantastic recreation. Fills the freezer, and that's how we manage. That's how me we manage wildlife. That's... And uh, so, we really appreciate our partnership with our sportsmen and women on that. Absolutely. All right, man. One word, wolves. Um, boy, I tell you, I've never seen something that was uh, so fired up again on either end, kind of like the COVID thing, uh, those for and against, and that Proposition 114 uh, narrowly passed. And uh, um, so, you know, I realize it's just weeks old here, but just um, enlighten us as much as you can on really what that means and and just take that wherever you would like, sir. Yeah, uh, you bet. And obviously, I can't can't disagree. It's a it's a charged issue. It'll be charged in the future. It's charged in the past. I'm not. You know, I, I probably should know the answer, but the best I know, it's still not a certified, uh, you know, completely counted issue. But my understanding is the, you know, the the opponents have have. Uh, Conceded, but, I, you know, my numbers that I've heard, I think, last was it was 50.6 versus 49.4. So yeah. um pretty sure you can't have a close. It's not close enough for an automatic recount. So, you know, if, uh, if people wanted to recount, they'd have to pay uh, for a recount. So at least I've not heard of that, but I'm not – I'm out of the political realm of that. That's not my job. My, mm-hmm. my job, uh, once – that passed is to uh, implement the new rule, and the new rule is to, you know, do a planning session and discuss and 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 figure out the best way to uh, move wolves onto the landscape over the next, uh, you know, three plus years, and so that's what we're going to do. And and I can tell you one thing, regardless of of position, um, and I'm not naive whatsoever but um you know colorado parks and wildlife has a long long history of of uh restoration of animals i can list the list i can talk about elk i could talk about antelope i could talk about turkeys i could talk about lynx i could talk about river otters i could talk about greenback cutthroat trouts i can talk about all kinds of different whether it's T E or huntable uh, fishable species that 
you know, Colorado Parks and Wildlife that's on the landscape because of what we and the professionals in this agency and our supporters do. And so I don't really see it any different than wolves that we need to now transition because that's the vote of the people and we're going to do it and we're going to do it well. And we're going to do our best to make sure that we can manage and, and reintroduce or introduce or restore whatever word people want to use uh, on the landscape uh, wolves so uh, we can have a, um, you know, a thriving population of wolves that is not, you know, putting people out of business or causing, you know, significant land use issues or, you know, people issues. Uh, and uh, that's going to be our job. And that's, and is, that's the statute uh, or uh, that just got passed. The Parks and Wildlife Commission will have a role. So, so we're going to talk about that again early next week at the commission meeting and just kind of start that discussion and uh, um, obviously talking to a lot of people around the state already, or at least they're calling me and probably calling you, Scott, yeah. and uh, <laughs> talking about uh, their opinions on, on how to do that and not how to do that. And so that's our, our role is to figure that out. And I think we'll, we'll have a, you know, we'll have a very, open public process in that and, and a healthy, healthy, I'd like to have a healthy discussion, not a, not a destructive discussion mm-hmm. um, because it is, you know, it is a, as you can see, it's, you know, the lot of the land is, is for us to do it, but, um, you know, about 50 people, 50% of the people are happy about it and 50% not so much. And, and uh, you know, we understand that ourselves. Sure. Once again, if you're just joining us, Dan Prinslow is our guest, director of Colorado Parks and Wildlife. And um, so let's look at maybe how the draw went this year. And we had this something new this year, the secondary draw. Um, uh, I know I didn't hear, you know, really anything about computers crashing or anything like that, which had happened in the past. So uh, from your side, um, how do you guys feel like that this draw went this year? Yeah, uh, knock on wood, I hope we never have a crash again. Um, at least the system itself, I think, you know, which we're, we're real happy about has been debugged. Doesn't mean you can't have a computer uh, glitch or a telephone glitch. And but like I said, knock on wood, we try not to have those at all anymore. But uh, the secondary draw. Well, originally the primary draw and leftovers all went out without a hitch, and then the secondary draw was brand new. Um, and I, I hear a lot of good news about it. I think people liked how it was just kind of, you know, black and white for no better term to mm-hmm. they can they could put in and, and and draw and was not confusion that which you know that there's a it's a secondary draw like in the past and you know there and there was for elk but wasn't for antelope, et cetera, et cetera. So um it's it's just that secondary draw. So we're gonna deconstruct some of that, um, get some of the numbers um, but, uh, and I know that's really kind of high level, Scott, maybe, maybe, you know, come back on or, or have, uh, sure. uh, you know, our people that have a lot more detail on that, that can, can it destruct, can deconstruct that or, okay. or can explain that better than I can. But I, I, I do know, like I said, no glitches. I think most people are real happy that they had a, you know, had a primary chance and then they could have another, everybody had an opportunity, you know, and the same opportunity on that second chance. And so. We, we think it's a better way to do it, um, and uh, we'll just see how that worked 
and uh, look at that ourselves, and we're going to talk about that with, in front of the commission, too. Right. And there's a lot of extra bear tags this year. And, man, I'm telling you, I don't know if I've ever seen a year where, you know, there were more bears uh, taken. I mean, boy, I don't know what the numbers will end up being, but just, man, it seemed like Facebook was full of, of bear harvest this year. Yeah, I think we, uh, which, you know, as far as I'm concerned is good, that was our intent. We, we really are um, overpopulated in bears across the state, and and we had a drought. Um, and uh, the good news is, even though as bad as the drought was, we our populations, uh, we didn't have the significant problems, significant, I'll put that in quotes, around the state that you can in drought years. And that's, quite frankly, because we've been balancing the number of bears across the state to for their habitat and for the amount of people that we have on this landscape and so um, you can't have a you know an unlimited number of bears with the amount of people we have and the, the amount of, of uh, habitat destruction quite frankly whether it's whatever it is you know people in the landscape or houses I'm not I'm not trying to pick winners and losers but bears are you know highly mobile and they get into trash and uh, et cetera et cetera and so so we're working hard at balancing that. That was why one of the reasons the commission took the action that it did was to to continue to have that bear population uh, in balance with what we can provide and what's good for bears and good for people in the state of Colorado. So um, it also, I think, in a drought year, and then it was so dry, at least what I saw in the landscape, that uh, we didn't have any more bears, but they were accessible. Um, they They were out there and foraging we we had a pretty good forage year but they also needed to you know they need to get a drink and then you got to travel to go get to water because there wasn't i don't think it rained in two months and half of the state so exactly. it's kind of hard to get a drink in a in a you know in a little shallow pond they had to go to the actual pond you know, sure. uh, to get a drink so so i think that you know makes uh animals move around when they've got to forage and, and get water etc i think that's Quite frankly, what you saw, but um, yeah, we're—I don't have the numbers, but um, anecdotally, for sure, we're we're up on bear harvest, and that was again the intent. Uh, so we're happy about that. Well, I was too because I got to put a tag on one in September over in Meeker, so it worked out good for me. There as well. you go. <laughs> good, good for you. And moose. Uh, I hunted Meeker yeah. archery. I saw, oh, did you? I saw more bears this year than I have in my whole lifetime. No, that's what I mean. And yeah. I, again, yeah, a lot of bears on the landscape, and they're moving around and. And uh, so, yeah, good for you, Scott. Yeah, thank you, sir. And uh, moose, too. Uh, you know, you guys kind of did some things a little bit different with moose and uh, saw, you know, there was some great harvest with some moose here in the state. I've seen a couple nice pictures, but yeah. uh, I've been unfortunate enough to not draw a tag yet. So I, I didn't know what that's like. <laughs> but I, I did draw a um, nanny mountain goat tag this year, and 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 was uh, successful in harvesting uh, a mountain goat for, you know, probably the first time. Well, it is the first time and probably the last time I'll hunt mountain goat in the state to give somebody else an opportunity. But that was a what a what a joyous time to get out in Colorado and you know being up in high country and you know kind of mostly enjoy it to yourself. And you know, summers is pretty packed with uh, people that aren't hunting. But uh, you know, you get out there in late September and October and and uh, to be able to enjoy our what Colorado has to offer, what a blessing! Absolutely. And then, real quick, uh, anything on the chronic wasting disease and all the testing that you guys have you've seen this year? Um, any input or any comment on that? 
Um, yeah, I have a comment. I, again, no, no real specifics. I have seen an email in the last couple of days, of, and I uh, don't quote me because I don't remember the numbers, but two or three units that are brand new, those those come to my email because we've never had a case in those units. Mm-hmm. And I think those kind of around the state were. And I think they were mostly west because last year, if you remember, we had mandatory testing on the east slope. Uh, of Colorado for deer, and we're just trying to really get an assessment of where we're at on the east slope. And then this year was mandatory on the west slope, uh, again, trying to get a real good spot check on just where we're at. And so, and we understand that's a, you know, I mean, we, you know, if it's mandatory, we we waive the fee, but we understand that that's, a, uh, you know, not easy to go take your animal to a tester and it takes additional time, but we really do appreciate our sportsmen and women that actually do that and follow that because we really, um, you know, you, you want to manage with science first, right? And, right. And we really need to know what's going on. And it's, you know, chronic wasting disease is hard enough to manage because there's no, there's no silver bullet. Um, but we do believe just, uh, just allowing it to go its own is not an effective management strategy. And so, so you need numbers to go do that. And, and so again, appreciate the partnership. And again, I've seen, several new units that didn't have it before. So um, does that mean it's spreading? I can't answer that. It does mean that we're testing it kind of like COVID, right? I, I, I mean, it's for sure spreading now, but when you test more, you find more. And that's where we're at with chronic wasting disease, at least at some level. But every time we test at a broad scale, then we have, you know, we'll have a good baseline. And so we can show that we're either increasing or decreasing or, you know, staying stable. And that's our goal. Right. And then our last um, kind of topic here, your kind of your regional partnerships. I know th- uh, this year, I guess it didn't happen, but the year before that, I went to the, the deal you guys had in Breckenridge where, you know, a whole lot of partners come there and you guys all work together. But um, who are some of your really your real good regional partnerships that CPW works with? Well, we've had, and thank, thanks for asking that, and I've got a kind of two-stage answer to that, Scott. So we've, in our statewide partnership and our coordinator Dan Zimmer's done just a fantastic job but we had to pull it off you know kind of after the fact I don't know if that's the right word but you know we planned on meeting in person and then and COVID hit in March and April sure we were going to meet in April so it was so early that you know we kept extending to see if we would could actually have a meeting and well eventually found out no way you could do that and so so we just did the best we could and then this year we made the decision a lot earlier that we just, you know, even with vaccines coming out and et cetera, et cetera, we just think, and and we're talking about 750 people. I'm pretty sure that's just not going to happen in April. Right. Um, and so we're just gone to a virtual uh, setting and and just trying to keep that momentum up of just, you know, the broad breadth would be how I say of the impact of Colorado Parks and Wildlife around the state. And you just don't have to be just a hunter, angler, or a park user for us to to have some impact that are you know hopefully good but Mm -hmm. on you i mean we're we try and keep open spaces open we're uh keep wildlife on the landscape you know obviously have a role in recreation not just on parks but you know snowmobile registration ohv registration you know and then work on trails etc so that partnership thing is just a fantastic so just to make sure lines of communication are open with all of our partners so that's we're going to do that virtually again, and we're excited about that. And the second part of that answer was, um, if you just uh, a couple a week ago when we opened up Fisher's Peak State Park, which will 
you know, be a new, the newest 42nd state park, but will also be the southern part will be managed more as a wildlife area and, and okay. hunting, et cetera. But um, at that uh, ribbon cutting with the governor, uh, the governor announced a, what I call a regional partnership and with the Colorado Outdoor Partnership Group that, that uh, was uh, created by my predecessor, Bob Brochide. And it's really kind of uh, kind of who's who in Colorado about conservation and recreation mm-hmm. groups. And so what we're seeing in Colorado, no surprise, we've talked about this, Scott, briefly, is that it's a good thing, but it's a managed a thing we have to manage. we got so many people on the landscape, so many visitors, only so much capacity that we're having some you know, we're having some conflict around there, whether it's trailheads or people with search and rescue or, um, you know, just not enough, you know, not enough hunting license to go around at certain species, et cetera. And, uh, you know, conflicts with trail versus people that want no trails and sure. all that kind of thing. And so we're creating a new process. Um, no other Western state, no other state, I don't believe, is ahead of this issue. And and the, the long and the short of it is trying to create um, local what I would call kind of stakeholder processes, local groups that will roll up to a, a, a statewide vision on a, on a statewide kind of conservation and a statewide recreation plan. So we can just make hopefully really good decisions into the future. I wish we had that 20 years ago, you know, um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day that we can make real good decisions on how to balance, how to preserve the best wildlife habitat, whether it's on private land or federal land or state land, and also where to recreate, where it's not impacting wildlife as hard, but, you know, and then when we make a decision to have whatever it is, a trail or, a, um, you know, a trailhead or, a, a, you know, an open space or whatever, that we can, you know, manage those to the best of their ability, too. So so we can just balance that recreation and conservation as best we can. And right now it's kind of happening willy-nilly, and we're trying to really work on, and that's no slide to anybody, but one community is not talking to the other community, and, and, um, you know, I think on, even on federal uh, ground, you know, one part of the forest is different than the other. So we're, we're just trying to figure out a process that we can really improve that. So we're working on that, and the governor's been helpful on that. Uh, and so we're just sinking our teeth into that. So we're glad to talk more about that. Well, also. good. Well, and boy, I hate to see our International Sportsman's Expo canceled this uh, January. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's breaks kinda, my heart. Uh, I know. Breaks my heart. Man, I'll tell you what. This has been um, the most unbelievable uh, nine, ten months that seemed like nine or ten years I think we've ever experienced. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably an understatement, and I'm not quite sure we're done yet. I know. I agree. Well, Dan, hey, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time on a weekend to be with us. And, um, yeah, anything comes up, as I've always told you, you guys are welcome. Anything we need to know and let our listeners know. And uh, we'll continue to see what we can do to uh, just enjoy our great state and all the hunting and fishing out there and um, enjoy it. So, man, we appreciate your time. Scott, I appreciate appreciate what you do. And, again, thanks for having me on. And just, you know, have a wonderful weekend. And enjoy the fall. Uh, get out some more. Yeah. we still got still have lots of hunting hunting seasons going on and and enjoy it and be safe absolutely well thank you very much and you as well that's dan prinslow director of colorado parks and wildlife you're listening to sportsman of colorado we got to take a short break and we'll be back with more right after this kevin flesh of flesh and beck law will handle your personal injury case so you can focus on healing there's a lot of complexity with insurance companies and you shouldn't need to worry about those details 
KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh, won't even begin walking you through the liability until you've seen a good doctor. Not only does he want you to receive quality medical treatment, but Kevin Flesh also knows you will benefit financially from treating your injuries right away. He's seen people delay their medical treatment because they're worried about the cost, but your insurance company needs proof that you received treatment. Otherwise, they may try to question the validity of your injuries. Once you make that first free phone call to Flesh and Beck Law at 303-806-8886, go ahead and get all of the medical care you need. After you start to feel better, only then will Kevin Flesh help you through the legal process. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law, they get results. Hi, this is Scott Watley once again to talk about one of my favorite stores, the Outdoorsman's Attic. If you're looking for great deals on your outdoor gear, head on over to the Outdoorsman's Attic. From waterfowl gear, decoys, ice fishing to big game hunting, they've got you covered. If you've got some gear you just don't use anymore, take it over to the attic and they will sell it for you. They've also got guns and ammo. If your firearm needs a little work, see Scott the Gunsmith and let him know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. Hunting, fishing, and camping gear at tremendous savings, all at the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hamden. Stop paying retail and get to the Outdoorsman's Attic. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to our good friend, Alan Schaffner, Lone Star Hunts, the premier destination for hog hunting in the state of Texas, and in my opinion, anywhere in the United States. I tell you, one of our favorite hunts each year. Alan, how are you, sir? Doing good. Scott, how are you doing up there in Colorado? Man, I'm doing great, but I was shedding a few tears that I wasn't down there recently with my good friend Aaron Casey from Phoenix Weaponry. I know he brought a crew down there, and we can talk about that in a minute, but, boy, they had a good time down there. Well, we did. We sure got in a lot of pigs, and it just Aaron brought some, some fully auto guns down and, and, um, and built us a couple guns, and we just had a blast. Yeah, I'm telling you. And, uh, you know, we were just kind of talking before we came on air here, but Phoenix Weaponry and Aaron Casey, again, they're located up in Berthet, and uh, they make precision firearms. And, uh, Alan, you were just telling me um, you guys have been quite impressed, and we've been talking about this for a year or two, but it came to uh, fruition here this last weekend where you guys got to put your hands on some of his weapons he makes. Yes, and, I mean, I just blown away. I had seen his quality but had never got to really shoot one of his guns. And, and, and he built he built two for us custom. They've even got graves in there, Lone Star hunts on them. And, I mean, they shoot just, I mean, uh, just like a Cadillac. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe like you said, well, no, maybe a Ferrari. Ferrari. But, yeah. I mean, they are slick. <laughs> I mean, and, and uh, precision. I just, I just, I'm just blown away with them. Yeah, they are absolutely great firearms. Lone Star Hunts, you can check them out at LoneStarHunts.com. And um, this year's ISE, International Sportsman's Expo, has been canceled, so Alan then won't be coming up this year. But uh, we've got a few openings. Uh, Alan, you were telling me, uh, you know, after the first of the year, if those that are interested in a, a good hog hunt to come up there and hunt with you, you got a few openings. Yeah, we can. We can. We got really got two options now. We're going into the thermal nighttime hunting. 
or we can do the daytime hunting where you go into our hog hunting area and uh, during the daytime. So it, it, it we're often more versatile now than what we were in the past. And uh, I'll guarantee you, you're going to get out there and you're going to see pigs. And it's up to you to shoot them. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, that is something we've talked about when you talk about, you know, unlimited pigs. And a lot of places advertise that. And Aaron's the first one to tell you a couple of years ago, um, you know, he went with some fellows somewhere else in Texas there. And um, among 10 guys, you know, they ended up seeing two hogs. Well, Aaron told me. He said, man, we got into them one night there at Lone Star Hunts. He said there had to be two, 300 pigs. He said there were pigs everywhere. I, I, it's probably the, the uh, perfect storm on the pigs because I'm, I don't know if I've seen that many pigs in one, <laughs> you know, one area before. I mean, it was just it, it was phenomenal, wow. and and they got after it, and they we had a big. By the time we got through, we had a big old pile of pigs. Right <laughs> uh, after they shot, it was, it was pretty cool. Absolutely. So let's kind of explain the packages a little bit. And, and here's one thing that, you know, you guys are kind of getting into now, designing kind of a custom hunt. So if somebody wants to come there and, you know, hunt a couple of days, do the thermal hunt, stay in your ranch house where you provide the meals, all that, we've got that available. And now you're even providing the guns. And, um, you know, so kind of give us a breakdown a little bit of your packages. But as you listen to this, please understand Alan will work with you if you call him and uh, build you kind of a custom package. But let's go through your packages a little bit. Well, we're going to, let's talk about our standard package right to begin with, what we've done for over 15, almost 20 years now on our hog hunt. You come in, you hunt two days with three nights lodging, and that's a daytime hunt. And on that hunt, you're going to bring your own gun. Because the only way we're, only way we're going to furnish the guns is if, if we're shooting thermals, going out at night, then you don't have the thermal, and that's something that you want to do. But our, our two-day hunt, each, well, each, even the, the thermal is going to be a two-night hunt. Right. It will take you out, and, and you'll go hunting two nights, and uh, you can, you know, you go out uh, shortly after dark on the thermals, and you just drive around the countryside looking, you know, looking with a mono binocular, not a binocular, a mononocular, I guess, and, and scouting the area. And then, because you can pull up on these pigs and get within 50 yards of them in the dark. Yeah, that's the cool thing about it. Get set up if you're pretty quiet, and you know you don't bother them. But um, so that's how we'll do that. So it'll be a two-night hunt, and then uh, you know if you stay in the ranch house, we'll furnish your food for you during that time frame. Or you have the option to stay in the cabin, which is the kind of the uh, economy package, and uh, you furnish your own food there. And it's just it, it, it's a nice cabin, but it's a little bit more cozy. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just a wondering cabin. Sure, is what that is. And but uh, with, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, it's just uh, you know it's it's pretty well the same type package, you know, a two day hunt or two night hunt, and uh, the pricing is going to run about the same nine fifty if you stay in the ranch house, seven fifty if you stay in the cabin, and uh, you know I'll guarantee you're going to see pigs. Absolutely. Alan Schaffner's our guest. Once again, it is Lone Star Hunts, LoneStarHunts.com. And when you give Alan a call at 940-636-1990, again, that's 940-636-1990. Uh, be sure you mention Sportsman Colorado Radio, and he will take extra good care of you. And uh, one thing we're going to do a little bit here, Alan, with the thermal package here to kind of kick that off here is, uh, you know, even throwing a, a box of ammo for him. 
Yeah, I mean, really, the ammo is pretty. pretty tight. <laughs> I'm you. I, I didn't realize it was that hard to get, and we started, you know, stocking up on ammo. And, yep. and, and so, uh, if you come and use our guns, you're going to use our ammo. If you bring your own guns, you you can use use your own ammo there. But uh, with our guns, with our high quality guns that we have, you want to put use good ammo. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very important factor. Because uh, you will not want to get out there and get gun jam up on some reloads. We won't use reloads in the first run ammo. Absolutely. And, uh, boy, it just presents a whole different dynamic. Um, again, hunting at night, um, you know, just makes it extra cool to me. <laughs> that, and we got, you know, there's safety rules. We got, we follow the safety rules, and you you got to follow the rules because uh, that's that it's important. You know, the, uh, the factor of the... Um, Danger factor goes up quite a bit at night. Sure, so we got to make sure that we we follow the rules, and you're, you'll have a guide. He'll take you out. He'll be with you. He'll he'll spot the hogs for you. He'll he'll pretty well just get you lined up ready to ready to shoot the hogs. And that's even during the daytime. Also, you'll have a guide if you come out. So you'll have one guide for your group who's running you around, taking you out, and we will get into pigs. This country is just man. Oh, as I said. And this last hunt, you know, uh, there were some reports of 500 pigs. That's a lot of pigs. Wow. Uh, and I, I'm, it's hard to believe that, you know, over two nights they saw 500 pigs. Yeah, yeah. It was, like I said, just it was just phenomenal. Sure. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the the process. There are people that want to take you know take the meat back and all that. What should they bring? You just bring a little trailer with some coolers on them. Well, you don't even have to, have to bring a trailer. I recommend uh, that you bring uh, one equivalent to one of those large coolers, 125 quart coolers per person, okay. and uh, well, those will get packed full of meat, and you take them home. We'll skin quarter of the hogs, quarter them up for you. There's a small fee for that, but um, and we'll do that and get that packed packed in your ice chest and take it home to your your local processor. I mean, you said you've got a real good process. Yeah, we do. Steve's Meat Market here, and they did a great job uh, with ours, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Man, just really, really good job with it. You know, just, you know, trying to leave the meat here and getting it shipped back up to you, it just really gets costly. Sure. It's best off to uh, just take it home with you and use your own process that you're comfortable with. Yeah, and you got a great cooler right there for everybody. I mean, a, a large walk-in cooler where you guys, you know, you yes. can store it there and keep it good and cold for us till we get ready to leave, too. But I mean, it, it, this is a blast. I mean, you, I know. <laughs> if you've never done the thermal pipe hunting or night hunting, uh, you just—it's hard to explain. It just—it gets into a different element. Yeah, everybody's done the daytime hunting and all that, but this just steps into a whole different world, and uh, it's a little bit more precision type shooting too. Sure, to some degree, and then it's just all out shoot, shoot out too. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the availability of weekends or during the week. I mean, you, you're, you can be kind of flexible with people there as well. Or just a regular daytime hunt. So we're getting pretty tight going in after the first of the year. I got a couple of dates available, uh, one in January and one in, in February. That's a weekend time hunt. Um, so I'm pretty well booked on my day hunt, but we can. We do have plenty of room. Because we're just now opening up the thermal type hunt, the thermal hunts, so we do have a little bit, a lot more leeway that way. So we have those available, 
just because we haven't booked them, uh, hadn't, hadn't hadn't advertised that yet. So okay, um, but but our daytime hunts we're we're booked for after first year pretty well, um, and uh, we we got a good hunting season coming up here for too long. Yep, absolutely. Well, once again, it is LoneStarHunts.com. Give Alan a call. Be sure you mention you heard him here on the show, and I promise you, promise you, uh, this will be one of the best hunts you will ever go on considering hog hunting, 940-636-1990. And, Alan, I was trying to think of all the people that, you know, I've been involved with of sending down there. I can't think of anybody that's been down there that hasn't rebooked with you for the next year before they even left. That, that's what makes it really difficult for booking new bookings. Is you know everybody rebooks the same weekend they had. Yep. And uh, so that that heart that hurts me to some degree, but I'm full. So what's the deal? You know, you just got to book in advance. I mean, we're already booking. I hate to say this, but we're booking into 2022 already. Wow. That, I mean, that's a long ways off. But sure. That's what we got to do. I mean, uh, that uh, oh, 2022. Boy, that's just I don't even sound right. You know? <laughs> I, know. I know it, man. <laughs> but well, I'm ready to get out of 2020. Boy, who, so fast. we are too. It's been a we crazy are. Year. Crazy it's, year. It sure has. So I'm telling you, you want some relief from the COVID drama going on, the election, all the different things. Go down and breathe some good Texas air and uh, go see Alan and Luke. Uh, Cole down there at Lone Star Hunts, and I'm telling you, it is an exciting, fun hunt. And and to be honest, I have not done the the nighttime deal yet because we just got this going. So I'm looking forward to doing that as well. And out here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Phoenix Weaponry, man, we are looking forward to, uh, you know, Aaron uh, being on with us here quickly too to talk about their hunt. And um, Alan, I'm telling you, it's just a great thing. And, man, I'm so glad our paths crossed several years back at the International Sportsman's Expo. It's been a great relationship and glad to have Aaron in our fold now. And it's just going to be more and more fun every year here. Look us up on Facebook, on Lone Star Hunts, uh, on Facebook. And there are pictures out there. um, And you'll kind of see what the thermal hunt's going to be and you kind of have an idea of what, our daytime hunts will look like on, on our Facebook page, Lone Star Hunts. Yep, Lone Star Perfect. Hunts. All right, and you can follow them, and you can follow us as well, Sportsman Colorado Radio, and we repost a lot of their postings as well. So, Alan, hey, man, as always, we appreciate it, and, uh, man, we look forward to seeing you soon, sir. Sounds good. Thank you, Scott. All right, that's Alan Schaffner, Lone Star Hunts, LoneStarHunts.com, 940-636-1990. Be sure you mention you heard them here on Sportsman of Colorado. We'll be right back. Hi, Jack Corgan for Len Lyle Chevrolet. Len Lyle Chevrolet is open and safe. It's truck month, and they have the best deals of the year on all trucks and SUVs, like up to 10000 off on half-ton Silverados. Or come check out the all-new Tahoes and Suburbans for 2021. Len Lyle has been there for 35 years, and low overhead really does mean low prices. Check them out on the web, lenlylechevy.com. Go east and pay the least. Chevy. Find new roads. Is your vision stopping you from enjoying your outdoor activities? Hi, this is Scott Watley for Stack Optical. Get by Stack Optical today and check out the Stack Sports Pack. One great frame where you can easily interchange the lenses to the tint you need for golf. 
bike riding, shooting, fishing, and yes, even driving. Stack Optical, family owned and operated. They're fully staffed and ready to help you with all of your optical needs from eye exams, glasses, contacts, and yes, even repairs. And rest assured, Stack Optical has taken every precaution to ensure your safety and that you have a clean environment. 2233 South Monaco Parkway. 303-321-1578. Call them now. 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to the show. Again, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to our good friends out at Green Mountain Guns. They're located at 3355 South Yarrow Street there in Lakewood. The number 303-985-7240. And we've got Jake Salthouse with us. Jake, how are you? Doing well. Doing well, Scott. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing great. And also, uh, first time on the show, Cody Marshall. So, Cody, thanks for being with us. Hi, Scott. Thanks. All right. All right, Jake, let's start with you. First of all, uh... Hey, simple fact, you're open for business, everything's running good, and uh, man, you guys, I tell you what, you look back over these last few months, it has been busy, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, it's been nonstop for really the whole past year, you know, started in March, and we've we've been able to, you know, stay fortunate and keep our doors open and keep people well-armed. Absolutely. Now, recently, you kind of uh, tweaked your hours a little bit, so let's talk about that. Yeah, so now we've gone to a schedule just to make it a little easier for everybody. Um, we are open uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, and then Saturdays we are open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So we just shorten it up by an hour there. Okay, great. And, uh, again, this is a great store. And if you had not been by, by in a while, um, you know, under new ownership uh, as of a couple of years ago, and, uh, boy, just a terrific store, great staff. And, uh, boy, they are anxious to help you. And uh, as Jake mentioned, it has been insanely busy. And uh, But if you'll get by Green Mountain Guns, and uh, they'll take great care of you. All right, we're going to talk on a couple of things here, and we'll switch back and forth between uh, Jake and Cody on these. But, um, Jake, uh, you guys have been getting in a lot of cool inventory and uh, some things, even World War II and Korean War things. Yeah, yeah. So we've had, uh, you know, uh, just been really blessed this year to, to stay on top of ordering, and it's almost a daily thing for me, Scott. I tell you, I'm on the phone ordering guns every day, and uh, we've been really fortunate to, to keep in those high-priority guns, you know, like AR-15s. Uh, you know, right now we've got a pretty full line of, of AR-15s all the way from your, your Deltons kind of base entry-level guns uh, in that 599 range uh, all the way up to the the more expensive, you know, kind of Daniel professional type AR stuff right now. All right. And um, also, uh, man, your handgun selection, uh, you know, I've been in a lot of big box stores all around over the last several weeks. I don't think there's anybody that's got more handguns than you guys got. Yeah, yeah, we stay, uh, you know, it's a revolving inventory changes all the time, but we have been really, really good to keep those uh, mainly like Glocks. You know, Glocks probably the most popular first time gun buyer gun and you know we're seeing a lot of people buying those and and specifically in the nine millimeter line you know we're we've been able to keep pretty much everything in consistently you know throughout the week uh you know we're, we're able to to 
make sure we get a couple of orders in to, to make sure we've got that inventory ready for people. Absolutely. And, Cody, uh, you know, I realize our show uh, repeats on Sundays, uh, so they will still take care of you and get you some great deals at Green Mountain Guns. But we've got a few things coming up here for uh, today, Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, actually, we've got a lot of cool stuff happening uh, down the pipe. We've got Black Friday deals coming up. we got uh, the Gun-Toting Mamas are actually uh, having a 10% off uh, all the way from Black Friday all the way to Christmas Eve. And uh, we also have um, a knife day that we're going to be doing Black Friday as well. So if you're a knife enthusiast like I am, uh, come on down, see the selection we've got. We're going to have some great deals on some great blades and uh, a couple other things. And, you know, the Gun-Toting Mamas, just to explain, if this is the first time you've heard uh, these guys on the show, these are concealed carry uh, purses and uh, and really nice looking, I think, Jake and, and Cody, that, you know, any woman would be proud to carry. Yeah, it makes a great it makes a great holiday gift for your spouse. If uh, you know, I know my wife's probably going to end up with one or two uh, throughout these years that we're we're selling them. But yeah, they're great concealed carry purses. They they have actually awesome instructional videos online too as well. Uh, and again, those will be ten percent off starting Black Friday all the way through Christmas. And Cody, real quick, if you just kind of think back of all the customers that have been in, you know, since all this started in March, uh, I saw a graphic the other day that said there were 16.7 million new gun owners in the U.S. Did you see a lot of people coming in actually buying their first firearm this year? You know, Scott, we, we actually did. Uh, we've, had, we've had a lot of praise during all this, which, you know, we're really thankful for. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, just as... Um, clueless to buying a gun sometimes as you would, you know, uh, going in and, you know, learning your first uh, anything, really, uh, buying your first car, et cetera. It's all the same thing, and we're here to help you through the transaction. Uh, we're really good at, you know, showing you what's going on with the gun, how to operate it, and I think that's really reverberating back on us, and people are getting the word out there. Um, also, we've got a new deal we're going to start doing. A lot of the customers that came in were asking things about ammo, uh, you know, we've got a lot of surplus sitting around. Uh, you got a lot of brass that you can't do anything with. You know, they wanted to start making trades on some guns. We're going to actually start uh, doing that pretty soon. So anybody with a surplus of ammo, small, medium, large amounts, uh, we'll take a look at it and price it and buy it off you. And if you really want a gun from us, we'd be happy to trade that as well. All right. Yeah, it's no secret. Ammo is scarce especially in our handguns but um i don't know how long that's going to take for that to bounce back jake but uh it is a great deal if people do have some extra um ammo on hand uh boy this is something and and we'd like for this to be in the ammo i mean in the regular factory box as well correct cody uh yes okay all right, Jake, and another thing we're going to be doing on consignments, uh, I say we, like I work there, but uh, I'm there enough where I should. But uh, anyway, yeah, you, uh, well. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, explain on your consignments, I come in, I sell you a gun, you keep 15% and give me a check for the rest. You're going to be doing something now where folks want to, um, and they want to make an extra 5%, if they want to take the money from their firearm sale and turn that into a gift card to Green Mountain Guns, you will only take 10% and give them back 90%. So that's a great deal. 
Yeah, it is. It really is. It's an exciting new opportunity for our consignment customers, uh, you know, especially because we see a lot of that where people come in and they're, they're wanting to sell a gun just to be able to, to pick up another one that we have here. And uh, typically, I couldn't tell you how, how often we have, we'll cut them a check and they just cut that, sign that check right back over to us to use towards another gun. So we thought up the great idea of <clears throat> what if we just gave you a gift card for it at a little bit lower percentage? You know, and of course, you can you can use that towards a gun, and it's it's helping you out on that five percent. You know, sure. so really exciting opportunity for our consignment customers. And of course, if if you are looking to consign guns, uh, come on down. We are accepting them, we are taking them, and selling them. You know, at, at the current market values. So, you know, please feel free to come in and, and check those options out as they stand. You know, we we do offer uh, you know a check to you on that, just as, as same as always. But we are doing this new thing where where if you're wanting to maybe trade up and get into a better model, the next model up, and, and we've got it, and you want to, you know, put a, a consignment gun towards it, once that gun sells, you can you can get, you know, only 90% of your money towards it in a gift card. So that's, that's a really good opportunity. All right. Once again, we're talking to the guys from Green Mountain Guns, 3355 South Yarrow Street. They're in Lakewood. And uh, as Jake mentioned, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, Saturdays, 10 to 5. And uh, when you go in, just mention you heard them here on the show, and uh, we'd love to let them know that we sent you. And I promise you, this is a great store. And uh, it's really, you need to go in a few times a week because you never know what they're going to have and just some really, really uh, cool items as well. And, Jake, let's mention your gunsmith real quick. Um, uh, You know, man. All of us need a gunsmith at one time or another, but you guys are going to offer some deals, too. If we just need to, hey, get our farms cleaned up a little bit before we go back in the safe, maybe after the hunting season here. Well, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I do have a, a gunsmith on staff here. Uh, his name's Trey, and he is probably one of the best gunsmiths I've ever worked with, uh, you know, had the pleasure of working with. And anyway, so uh Going through December here, starting from Black Friday all the way through December to the start of the new year, he is going to be running a uh, 10% discount on all cleanings, you know, whether that's a detailed cleaning or just a cursory, you know, I just need to clean this up, went and shot, and it's real dirty, and I don't have time to do it, you know. uh, He is going to be offering that 10% off on all cleanings. So if you've got guns that are dirty and just need to be cleaned up, come on down and ask for Trey. We'll get you you set right on that. Uh, Also... You know, kind of on that note, too, uh, Scott, we've got a new exciting thing here at Green Mountain. We've actually just acquired a new barrel lathe, uh, and, and we're actually going to have that up and running over the next couple of weeks. So if you're looking to get a gun threaded, a barrel threaded, or, you know, anything like that, come in, ask Trey, let him know you're interested in that, and uh, we'll we'll get that your, your barrel threaded for you. It's going to give us all kinds of new capabilities there, so... That's oh. exciting. Wanted to mention that. Absolutely. And you've got your kiosk there for uh, for those wanting a suppressor. So take a minute and tell us about that. Okay. Um, yeah, so we do. We are a Class 3 firearms dealer. So if you are looking to buy, you know, a suppressor, a machine gun, an SBR, anything that requires a tax stamp, any kind of NFA item, uh, we can help you with that through our silencer shop kiosk. You come down, you get your your fingerprints done and you're able to just kind of in and out within about 30 minutes to an hour have everything done rolling and ready to go on your tax stamp so that you're able to acquire a uh, suppressor or any nfa item for that matter whether it's an sbr or a machine gun and you know to that note we do have uh, 
quite the inventory and selection on uh, fully automatic machine guns right now. Uh, and if you have questions about that, I urge you to, to please come down and, and check that out. Now, I will tell you we're starting a new program here, and we've had it going for a little while, but we've, we've just improved and made better and better, and that is a uh, Class three trigger time rental program for the fully automatic machine guns, which <clears throat> truly makes a great gift for the holidays. I, sure. I tell you, you know, you got you got a husband that's looking to, to get out and shoot some some fully automatic weapons. That's we we provide that that trigger time. So uh, we have kind of all the way from from World War II and the Korean War all the way through to uh, modern kind of fully automatic weapons. We have a, a wonderful selection that you can go kind of based off a menu. You can shoot them all or you can just shoot a couple of them, uh, one of them really even if you if you wanted to. Uh, so come on in and, and, and check us out on the, the fully auto rental program there. All right. That sounds great. Well, guys, I know you're busy, but we want to get you on here a few minutes today to uh, talk about all you have to offer, and we appreciate your support on our show, and uh, we will look forward to getting over and seeing you again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for having us on, Scott. You, you bet. Scott. All right, Cody, thank you, and Jake, thank you as well. And, folks, once again, it's Green Mountain Guns, 3355 South Yarrow Street. Get by and see them. Also, Jake, real quick, let's mention this, your CCW classes. Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, we almost missed that. I, I so many good things talk about you know um yeah so we are offering almost uh twice a month now we are offering concealed carry weapons permits uh classes to be able to get your concealed carry permit now that comes with a couple of things that obviously gives you a certificate and everything you're going to need to go up and, and file for your concealed carry permit and plus the training on the law and what you need to know um on top of that, we've, we've added in a couple of additional perks to getting that class and taking that course with us, and that is uh, you get a, a pretty substantial discount in the store on any store item, you know, anything that's owned by the store, new guns, used guns, cleaning kits, uh, eyes and ear protection, you, you name it. If it's owned by the store, you're going to be able to get a discount on it for taking that course. Gotcha. Uh, so, you know, we, we do have some availability. These classes are filling up quick. But if you're, if you're looking to get into a uh, concealed carry class and, and maybe get your CCW permit in these trying times, now's the time to do it. Just give us a call. Uh, myself or, or my other manager, Zach, he'll, he'll be more than happy to, to get you in one of those classes and get you signed up and ready to go. All right? All right. That's Green Mountain Guns, 303-985-7240. Check out the website, greenmountainguns.com. Gentlemen, thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. I want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.